Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica Dolan. This is Leon Dolan. News, talk, and laughs. We tackle the world one cup of coffee at a time. One cup of coffee at a time. You're listening to Satellite Sisters to Satellite Sisters to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. It is Saturday, October 5th. Uh, this is a new unusual show because I'm Liz Dolan and I am connecting with my sisters via Skype from France. I have been in Europe on business all week, but I did not want to miss this week's podcast because there is so much we have to review together. So I am in France connected to Monica. You are in Portland, Oregon, are you not? I am, Liz, yes. Happy Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you, I mean, there's always a lot of craft brewing going on in Portland, so it's always a little bit of Oktoberfest in Portland, wouldn't you say? Right. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a million events this weekend that I could participate in, now that the sun has come out again. <laughs> and uh, Julie Dolan, you're in Dallas, Texas. I listened to the Satellite Sister show you did on Tuesday or Monday, whenever you did it, with Leon during her visit to Dallas. Sounded like you two were having a heck of a good time. We did have a great time, Liz. I think Leon was a little shocked by my recording facilities here in Dallas because I am literally in the closet sitting on the floor. Okay. And, I think she, and I think she thought, A, I, I had a larger closet, and B, I had some kind of desk or something. But no. And we had a great Satellite Sister meetup here in Dallas, too, Liz. Some great, great longtime listeners to Satellite Sisters came out, and we had a fun evening together. So it was quite a week. Well, that, that sounds great. Speaking of facilities, I'm in a hotel room in France that has one of those um, – you know, it's a it's a vaguely bogus desk, but there's no desk chair at all. It's where they give you just like a cube instead of a chair. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting on a puffy cube as, as we do this. And um, but really, my question for you guys is: I I've been out of the United States since you guys decided to shut her all down. You just shut the whole thing down the moment I left the U.S. I was in Germany, and then I was in Italy, and now in France. And every time I look at the news, you guys are just just keeping it all shut down. So am I, am I going to be able to get back in? I guess that's my worry, that like I'm, there would be worse things in the world than being stranded in the south of France. But I'd like to come home. What are my chances? I don't know, Liz. I think you should probably stay in that high-functioning France. Can you imagine that we're now saying that, that France is more functional than the United States? Um, but, yes, uh, you know, that everything is kind of shut down. So um, I understand that we still have border agents working without pay, Liz. People are still showing up. Um, but I have to say, Monica, and I don't know how you feel about it, I am so sick of hearing politicians, all politicians, refer to the American people. I'm doing this for the American people. The American people want this. The American people do not want this. The American people do, you know, must want this. And I, 
I, I, I'm a member of the American people. And I can tell you that I don't think any of that whole group in Washington, I think they're, they just work for themselves. They do not work for the American people. I, 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 well, Monica, are you a member of the American people? I am a mayor, uh, member, Liz. Liz, you have m- missed a huge week in news, especially in American politics. It has just been fascinating to watch the different sides go at it and, you know, all the analysis of the news. I would say, you know, you will be able to get back in the country, but don't plan on going to the Grand Canyon next week. <laughs> you will not be allowed into the Grand Canyon. If you're planning a trip to one of our national parks, you will not be allowed to go there. But there are many other lovely parks you can go to that are open. (laughs) Thank you. The thought that our Border Patrol agents are working without pay makes me concerned that a usually fairly grumpy population might be even grumpier as I try to pass through the frontier. So we'll see how that goes. I have caught snippets of the news on um, CNN International, but as anyone who's ever really tried to watch CNN, CNN International, when you're internationally, it's like the same four stories on a 15-minute wheel. After yeah. about an hour, you just simply cannot stand it anymore. There's no, there's very little news. It's a lot of international weather. Uh, <laughs> which must be important to international travelers. They want to know, is that typhoon going to hit Hanoi? But, Julie, you lived abroad for a long time. Did you have that same experience that CNN International really, really does a lot of weather and not so much news? Exactly, Liz. It's You don't get a lot of freshness on the show. I no. mean, there's just, it's, you're right. It's the no. same stories over and over again. But that's the good thing about the news this week coming out of Washington, Liz, there's been absolutely no movement. It's the same story. <laughs> so you're really quite current. You, even though you might not feel like you are, it is, it is like watching the, the Bickersons at the highest level just go at it all week. It's awful. So Okay, so my temptation to watch the, the CNN weekend special on um, golf in Dubai should <laughs> I'd say go for it, Liz. Sounds like a, a fresh new opportunity for you. Do it. Do it. It is some new information that I'm not interested in. Well, Liz, we did have some breaking news at the, our Facebook page, the Satellite Sisters Facebook page, mm-hmm. which I want to point out. Um, and I really have to thank one of our longtime list, listeners, Carrie Landis um, Brigham, who had mentioned that there's such a thing called podcast awards. And she has started, she put up a post that she has, she has nominated us and wants to start a campaign for the Satellite Sisters podcast to win an award. So how great would that be, Liz? You know how much like, we like to win awards, don't we? Yes. We're excellent award acceptors too. So it's really, really easy. Uh, Leon sent me the link. You go to podcastawards.com, pod, all one word, podcastawards.com. And Leon felt that our best choice um, uh, opportunity would be for people's choice. So if you just put in the Satellite Sisters. <laughs> we the people. We the people. <laughs> the, yes. the American people. American. <laughs> Not the, Screw well, those American people. We want to be the people. <laughs> we are the people. So the people's choice, if you vote for us there, who knows what will happen. But it's very easy to do. You just have to indicate 
you know, if you're a listener or a producer or a boat. So you have your you have your choice. But I thought that that would be something good for us. That's some, that's that's something else that we can focus on. Liz. Yes. Yes. So we need. I checked it out, too, when I saw it on the Facebook group. That So we need as many nominations as we can get from you by October 15th. And that's when they choose the finalist. And you'll see the form has like a million different categories on it, which is why Leon said, just put us in the people's choice. The two key categories are the people's choice and best produced. And we would be the first to admit that our show is not the best produced. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying now. We're trying. We're working on it. But we, Every week we try something new. There there are some weeks where we cannot hear each other, so we're assuming you can't hear us either. But, we're, but we should be the people's choice because we're trying harder for the people than any member of Congress you can name. This is where we're doing this for you, people. So so what you do is you just choose this for the people's choice. You can put a comment below. And as Julie said, you just indicate that you are um, a listener or a podcaster or both and send that in each person. You can only send in one. So they said, make the most of the one form that you send in. And then, uh, look, yeah, maybe we'll get nominated. And the awards are in Vegas. Woohoo! We could, uh, okay. we could go to Vegas. That would be very exciting to meet up with other fellow podcasters. Well, Liz, the other big news uh, coming from our Facebook page has to be the shot of Martha Stewart at, in her Halloween costume that is, uh, that's on the cover of her magazine. Have you seen this? Martha as the fairy godmother. Oh, I saw it. Monica, did you see this? Yeah, it's fairy god Martha. <laughs> I, I got it in my uh, an email this week, and it was just so awesome. I could not stop looking at it. And I think it's because I signed up for MarthaStewart.com when we were trying to help our cousin's daughter get her pies or whatever, you know, get that award. So um, I started getting a lot of emails from Martha, which I enjoy. Last week, there was like 31 pot meals. That's right up my alley. But then I got the fairy god Martha. And it was, it's, well, you can't tear yourself away from looking at it. It's really unbelievable. Well, my, I have, I have two theories about why she chose that. Because most of the times, uh, you know, our, I remember past covers, she's done a lot of witches. She has, and, yes. Yeah, costumes like that. But I figured out this year, it's one of two things that, you know, as an ex-con, she really has nothing to lose her, her reputation. Am I right? <laughs> well, that, that's right. You're the only one in America that still thinks of her primarily. Remember, she as went to jail. Well, you know, a lot of people dress up as prisoners at, at Halloween. I, I don't see Martha doing that yet. No, she has, she has not really found that as funny. So, but I feel like she, she figures she has nothing to lose. So why not get dressed up as the fairy god Martha? But I really think the motivation behind the costume is that she saw our sister Liz as the baby witch. And right. when she saw how creepy that was, uh -huh. she felt she needed to out-creep Liz Dolan with her fairy god Martha outfit. It It is amazing that in an attempt to look like Glinda the Good Witch, she comes across as so terrifying. And just, <laughs> just there is something so creepy about it. Um... I, you know, there, I get emails, oh, no, I don't, sorry, not emails. I get tweets from Martha frequently because I follow her on Twitter. And Julie, I know you and Leon talked about Martha's Twitter feed on the Tuesday show. 
it is hilarious because, uh, as I've always said about Martha, she has absolutely no self-awareness. She has no uh, comprehension of how she comes across when she says and does what she says and does. Um, and uh, so Friday, I got a tweet from Martha asking me to dial in right now to her live radio show on Sirius because she was giving advice on dating. (laughs) 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 And I thought, are you kidding me? Like that would have been worth tuning in. You have to admit that was a, that was a good talk about driving her audience um, to uh, to listen to the show. I mean, that's, you know, I would, listen to that she has some expertise i'd be like uh, fine you know props for the topiaries and the you know baked goods and stuff but i'm not sure dating advice is really where martha stewart should be going any more than she should be giving legal advice um but so that would that made me feel like maybe she was having a bit of a crazy week so when i saw the the photo i thought okay that really seals it she she is just like Full on putting herself out there in every way she can, Julie. Because she feels the baby witch breathing down her back, Liz. That is what I think is going on here. She's she's afraid of you. So Okay. Hey, hey sisters, well I want to move on. I certainly want to mention if you if you haven't listened already, but now we're on twice a week. Lean and I are doing a midweek show. Every Tuesday we try to post it. And one of the features that I, I'm sort of working up as a regular feature for the Tuesday show are picks and pans, where I'll pick out a book or a movie that I like or a, a book or a movie that I don't like. So I have to tell you, Liz and Monica, I was totally ready this week to, um, as my pan um, for the movie Gravity, because I had seen the trailer and I thought, that looks like the worst movie I, I am never, ever going to go see that. I mean, really? Sandra Bullock in a spacesuit? George Clooney with an astronaut helmet on? I mean, it looked ridiculous. I don't know. Have you, you seen it? You know, it's so funny you say that because I saw the trailer and I was speechless. And all I was thinking was, I cannot wait till that movie comes out. <laughs> that looks so amazing. I, I was just amazed by it. And we had this discussion at work the other day, and half the table was like, I don't understand what that movie could be about. It looks stupid. I'm not going to see it. And the other half of the table, we couldn't wait till it opened. And I'm going to go see it tonight. Monica, I give this my highest rating. It was amazing. It was an amazing movie experience. I have to tell you, the Julie. First- how did you? Why did you go see it if the, the trailer turned you off so much? I read. <laughs> that's a very good question, Sister Liz. I, I because on Friday I read four um, online reviews of the movie that just like turned me around. I was like, okay. oh, you know, from movie reviewers and movie sites where I go, you know, pretty much every week to check check things out that people just said this is an amazing movie. And it is. It's an amazing movie experience. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, the first 15 minutes, and I saw it in 3D, Monica. I, ho- I hope you can see it in 3D. Oh, the, I'm going for the 3D. Yes, it's totally worth it. Well, for the first 15 minutes of this movie, I thought I was in space. I, I don't know. <laughs> I am telling you, have this sensation in this movie that you have never, ever had in 
I don't know, in any movie I've seen. And it doesn't make you sick. So, I mean, it's not like you feel like you're going to, you know, hurl or anything like that. I, I just, it's, I have it's to, not I, like when we went on mission to Mars at Disney world, <laughs> no, <that's> <laughs> I don't want to relive that experience. Again. Monica, that's exactly what I thought it was going to be like mission to Mars. You know, I thought it was going to be like some hokey space movie. It is the most amazing experience to go through, as I just have said. And uh, But here's the part, and I don't want to tell you anything about the story, but the story is very compelling. But I have no idea how they made this movie or where they made the movie. I mean, obviously, it's a combination of a lot of high-tech techniques, but it's it's so beautiful that you just can't figure out... I mean, like in some, like in Life of Pi, you could kind of figure out the animation in it. But uh-huh. in this movie, you don't have that sensation. I, you know, Liz, I really, you better bring your spacesuit because, you know, the first okay. 15 minutes, you're okay. out there. You're out there. You, Ju- Julie, I've read so much about it um, this week, but mainly just movie reviews. But then I, I made it a point to skip over... Like, there was an astronaut who did an analysis of the film. I'm not reading that. I don't, there was another one. I, how, how did they, behind the scenes, how they got all those shots. I don't want to read those. I don't want to know about it. I just want to experience the magic in 3D. Yes, I, I totally agree. And here's the other part I was thinking about today is I don't know how they convinced Sandra Bullock to make this movie. Because if they just went up to her and said, look, okay, Sandra, what we really wanted you to do is get in this space suit, okay? And we want to, like, do all these scenes. There would be no way, there is no way to describe what you're watching in this movie theater. You can't, I mean, I don't, they could have, They. I mean, they. you couldn't put it on a storyboard. Even a little video wouldn't work. I just don't know how they convinced her that this was going to be like the most magnificent movie experience, you know, as a, for, for someone watching it. Um, so it really is amazing that, that she signed up to do this movie and she does a fantastic job in it. So that is well, my Ju- Julie. So, so far, Sandra Bullock has starred in your two favorite movies, gravity and hope floats. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of floating. Yes. You, Maybe that's what she does. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah. But it's not science fiction. Someone else asked me that, like, you know, well, they said, I don't want to go see it because it's science fiction. It's not science fiction. Oh, really? Oh. No, it is not a science fiction movie. It is, uh, it's something else. So. Okay, see, when, once I decide I'm going to see a movie, I stop reading all reviews, all information. I'm like you, Monica. Like, no way I'm reading an analysis. I don't want to know the behind the scenes. But I really don't even read the most basic reviews. Sometimes, you know, like, hey, George Clooney's in it. I'm going no matter what. So I don't want to hear what anyone says about it. I'm just going to go because George Clooney's in it. But now with such a, like, resounding recommendation from you, Julie, I thought you were going to say that your husband dragged you to it. Because I know you go to a lot of movies against your will. Um because you're because I'm married. <laughs> As, this happens to many couples. Lisa. I know, I know. So it's not something Monica or I experience. We get to see whatever we want to see and not see whatever we want to skip. But no, that was not it. I read a, I read a great review and I just thought, okay, well, let's give this a whirl. See what see what's going on. So I won't say any more about it. But I I know that 
many satellite sisters will really enjoy this movie. They really will. So, uh, okay. and it's, and it's the kind of movie you definitely want to see in a movie theater. You know, it won't be that good on an airplane. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> got a little <laughs> tiny screen on the back of someone's seat in front of you. Yeah. I, I don't even want to think about being in space in that movie on an airplane. That is not, that's too much. That's too much. Well, Liz, there is one thing that my husband did drag me into this weekend that I wanted to tell you and Monica about is... Is this, um, you, is this your pants? Uh, no, 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 no. I, well, <laughs> oh, it, you, I, okay. I, All right. You're moving on. Okay. I, I only had a pick because my pan was my pick, Liz. So that was it. So I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Because you switched from pan to pick. So oh, got it. Okay. You I'm see fo- that? Yeah. Following now. Okay. You've got that. So, but the only other thing that my husband did drag me into this week and is that he's uh, he's going you know, to on this sort of get in shape plan. He's going in for his annual physical. And he read this book um, that's called The Plan. And it's by Lynn Janae Resitas. And what this is about, what this book is about, is it focuses on eliminating the surprising healthy foods that are making you fat and lose weight fast. This is a whole book, Liz and Monica, based on the idea of inflammation, that certain foods are inflammation in your body. And it's not the same. You guys it's such a bad thought. Isn't that why Dr. Oz has been telling me to take a baby aspirin for five years? Doesn't that solve the inflammation? <laughs> I, I, apparently not, Liz. And, you know, this is a, this sort of the same, this is based on the same theory, although there's not that much science in this book. So I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go crazy with that. But the author does reference Dr. Andrew Weil. And you remember we had him on uh, Satellite Sisters. Yes, yes. And he makes a big connection between aging, inflammation, health and weight loss. And so what the, the basic theory of this book is that weight gain is a chemical reaction to certain foods. And according to this author, uh, there are certain foods that you think are good foods, such as oatmeal, uh, Greek yogurt, which are terrible for you. These are, yes, these in fact trigger inflammation and that, you know, that this, and that's why you know, people, you know, who are trying to lose weight and eating healthy by eating oatmeal and and Greek yogurt and, and salmon. And she's got a whole uh, list of these actually never lose weight. So I, I, I was I was sort of. Intrigued. OK, this does, this does sound bogus. Like now that, yeah. you've, now that you've set up the premise, <laughs> this sounds totally bogus. And I'm surprised that your husband, who is vaguely scientific in his orientation, yeah. is yeah. going for this. But tell me more. Okay, so anyway, so the first part of this is that you have to do a three-day cleanse, which oh. is... Okay, Monica, uh, don't you think that's the, like the height of bogosity? <laughs> is it like the colonoscopy cleanse I had to do? <laughs> Monica, or is it something you, less extreme? No, Monica, right now I'm in the th- middle of the three days. I would say it's it's reminiscent of, the, of colonoscopy uh, prep. That's all I can... So a lot of, of clear liquids and fluids. And, and yeah, vegetable soups and just a lot of vegetables. And here's the worst, worst, worst part of it. Um, we've had kale for dinner for the last two <laughs> Well, I had no idea until Tuesday's show how strongly anti-kale 
you are, Julie. I because well, I, I just I just think kale is overrated. It, it's like eating a juniper bush or something yeah. like that, yeah. and how it's like taken over grocery stores and every menu. I mean, a little kale is just fine. Yeah. But here okay. we are in the middle of this three day cleanse, and we're and my husband is so sad when I gave him that giant plate of kale to eat for dinner last night. And you know who else is really sad? Our dog is sad. Because, you know, usually if there's something on the grill, he might get lucky. He might get a little piece of something. And he's just so sad. He's just sitting by the table at night and he knows there is nothing good on that plate. So, so anyway, um, so we're, we're, we're doing, I'm doing this. I'm trying to be a supportive partner and, and go through this, but um, th- this is this is bad. So, so I don't know. But then what you do is you do the cleanse, and then then you start to add in one food a day to see whether your body reacts to that food. And you're measuring it by taking your weight and seeing whether you gain weight or lose weight when you add, you know, protein to your kale. <laughs> Or something. So that's the general idea. So we're in it. We're in it. So that's all I can say. I mean, it, it sounds is- like this is going to take months. <laughs> Do you have months? Oh, no, we don't have months. His physical's in two weeks. So that. So, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's going. But all I can say right now, we're very sad at our house. So we might go back. I, I enjoy, That's why I enjoyed space so much last night at the movies, Monica. She my- felt weightless. I did feel weightless. It took my mind off things. I I understand why people try these cleanses and it makes them feel sort of light and free for a while. So whatever. But I do kind of reject the idea of that it rids your body of toxins or that you're holding all of this stuff in your colon. And I, I, I remain unconvinced that that's really the source of all of our problems. You know, when you start adding foods back into your diet one at a time, I'm guessing the day you add spaghetti carbonara back into your diet. (laughs) There's going to be some weight gain. There's going to be a reaction. Yes, Monica. I think there's going to be some, she can call it inflammation, but it's just fat. (laughs) And plus, can you really live on kale alone? And, you know. It's vegetable. I mean, like we, you know, you could have a little granola for breakfast. You get to eat, you know, mm-hmm. a couple, a handful of almonds in the afternoon. I made carrot soup for lunch, you know, so, and, <laughs> and but it's, it's kale for dinner. So, uh, with four shiitake mushrooms, that's it. Four. Yummo. Wow. Okay. That's hard to stretch. Okay. Well, I, this Monica, speaking of aging, um, you know, I'm having some changes in my vision. And Liz, you are not even a part of this discussion because you are one of the only people I know over 50, over 50-something, who you have perfect vision. Yeah, it's not quite perfect, but I, but I, I do not use reading glasses. That is correct. But you don't use glasses. You never have. Right. And so, you know, I've just really been struggling. So I, I, I've used reading glasses for many years. And I, Julie, I'll yes. just talk to you about this. <laughs> so I've been holding steady at 1.25. I think you know what that means. Oh, I, I think mo- that's pretty light, Monica. Oh, that's it is pretty, it, it is pretty light, and I'm very proud of that. So, but I've noticed um, in the past couple of months that things start to get blurry 
pretty fast. You know, I if I read a book, after about an hour or two, I can't see a word on the page with my reading glasses. So I knew I was going to have to go up and strain. So I went, uh, you know, I went up and strained to like 1.5s, and now that's good, but sometimes I still need the 1.25s. So now at work, I need two pair of reading glasses. <laughs> that's such a good look, to have two pairs on your head. Well, I'm switching. I'm switching back and forth depending on the font size or whatever I'm reading on the screen. So it's just horrible. So I decided this year I was going to go see um, an ophthalmologist mm -hmm. uh, to have my eyes checked because the last time I had that done was about 15 years ago. And he said, if you can't read the words on the page, go out and buy some reading glasses. But I feel like I really need some real glasses now. So I checked on my insurance policy, and I do have vision care. So I, I do get a free eye exam. So that's, that's on my plan in the next month. So this morning I was reading in the paper with my 1.5 reading glasses <laughs> about the LA Times had a story about some new prescription eyeglass technology that's coming out and uh, that I that I might be interested in. So I just wanted to share it with you. Well, the first one is pretty simple. It's it's called this Blue Tech lens, and the lenses are infused with melanin. Doesn't that sound good? And it's a natural pigment found in the iris of the eye. And it's supposed to protect your eyes from UVA and UVB radiation. So it's supposed to help you if you spend all day reading, looking at the computer, protecting your eyes from the computer. So that's pretty basic. That's I might get they blue? Are they blue lenses, though? Well, they know it, it, it puts a little film on your lens, which is a yellowish film. Again, none oh, of this. Glasses. That is attractive. That's, <laughs> that is really good color for most people, to have yellowish glasses. Again, none of this technology is available at Payless, where I go, <laughs> in that little rack you spin around, there's none of this technology there. Okay, the next thing is, and this is going to be coming out this year, it's not out yet, it's going to be an app on your iPhone, and it's called Glasses Off Ink. And oh. what it is, they're eye exercises so that you do, and you're supposed to spend 10 to 15 minutes a day for three months doing these eye exercises. They're like little blips and dots across the screen, and they claim that it makes your eyesight stronger, and at the end of three months, you will be able to eliminate using reading glasses. Okay, let me just play this back to you, Monica. You're saying <laughs> that I'm holding up my iPhone, and I am like, squinting at it for long periods of time doing little eye exercises and that's going to make me use need my glasses less i don't think yes yes it's supposed to strengthen your vision now it's a little controversial not everyone uh like optometrists or ophthalmologists believe in this but they have tested it on users and this one woman claimed that she did it for three months and she threw away her reading glasses. It sharpened her vision, and she could see everything perfectly. And I think, you know, 
that that would be worth the try. Glasses off bank. Now the third one, which is available now on eyeglasses, sounds really amazing, and it's called adjustable focus eyeglasses. So the glasses, the lens, they're fluid filled lenses. And then oh, oh, you have <laughs> zero gravity. Now I feel like I'm back in space. I feel like I'm flying around in space. This is the feature I like, Julie. It has a little slider on the nose bridge, and you slide it back and forth, and it adjusts the vision. Like so, so it says it eliminates the need for having multiple glasses that you need for many different tasks. You just slide it and adjust it, and I don't know the fluid. No, you Monica, know. you know they've already invented those. Those are called binoculars. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's what those are called. You adjust the lenses, right? That's Not you need to get yourself. It's just a nice pair of binoculars. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. Maybe it's just a small pair of binoculars, and no one will notice. Julie, that is exactly what I need. So for the so I just adjust it for the different fonts. I'll just tell everyone I work with I've taken up bird watching in the office. <laughs> See, my solution, Monica, has largely just been because I look at things on a small screen on my iPhone or a BlackBerry or a larger screen on my MacBook, I just adjust the font size up. So yes. the, I have the giant... Well, I've been doing that for you. Yes, I've been doing that too. Okay. The zoom, the zoom in button yeah. Yeah. on my... It's a good one. <laughs> Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when it's, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> 
Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And Pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, Pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right. I just want to give you um, an update, sisters, because as you mentioned, Julie, the Fairy God Martha photo is posted on our Facebook group, the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. And I was just looking at some of the comments that are there already. And uh, <laughs> there's there's a good one. Luann Marshall has posted, who knew that Martha was the long lost Gabor sister? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we need uh, we need all of your comments over there on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Um, okay, speaking of horrifying photos, shall we shall we move on to my report from uh, Deutschland? Yes, Liz. You know this is the this is the major story. We've been waiting all day to hear about how your business meeting went, where yeah. you were required to wear a dirndl skirt. Yes. Can I say how like uncanny it is? That last weekend we recorded Satellite Sisters. Mm-hmm. I confessed that I was supposed to wear this this like St. Pauli girl get up to an event at the Oktoberfest on the show. I flew off to Germany 
And the very next day, the New York Times prints a story about how the, the Durndal is back. Don't you think that's freaky? I think there were. Liz, you, you were always on trend. <laughs> always on trend, even when you didn't know it was a trend. Apparently. So, okay. Uh, so here's the deal. I was having a business meeting in Munich. That was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But Monday, there was no business being conducted because Monday night, well, what they call Monday night, I'll explain the agenda in a moment. We were going off together as a team. These are people from all over the world going off together as a team to Oktoberfest. So the, the terrifying part of the agenda we were issued in advance is that it said our only activity Monday was to go to the fitting room where the gentlemen would be fitted for lederhosen and the ladies, the ladies would be fitted for the traditional dirndl skirt. Uh, well, we say dirndl, but it's not a skirt. It's like the full-on... It's the Dress. Puff, it's the puffy sleeves. It's the bustier. It's the skirt. It's the apron. It's the whole thing. So, so uh, as I said on last weekend's show, uh, like... I wasn't sure I was going to play along, and I knew that there were, of the people attending this meeting, there were very few women, and I was hoping that we would band together and just refuse to do it, <laughs> but that maybe the men can do that if they want, but we would, we would band together. So once we got there, though, it was clear that if you did not play along, you would be branded a total loser. And there was just... <laughs> A lot of excitement, particularly from our German hosts, that we were <laughs> that we were really going to enjoy the experience even more if we got into the traditional garb. And as the New York Times pointed out in their story, which I only read later, but Liam sent to me, the return of all of this traditional garb, they say, comes from the fact that there's a new generation of Germans that younger people do not associate all of this traditional German stuff with the Second World War and with Hitler and with sort of German nationalism, which to an older generation was really a very destructive force. If you're under 40, you don't feel that way anymore. So, and I will say this, they're like... The gals under 40 at Oktoberfest, they've got these couture dirndls. They're all rocking <laughs> these very good-looking custom-made outfits. So anyway, so it's clear that our German hosts are going to be completely insulted if we don't do this. So sheepishly, after breakfast, we go down to the room in the hotel where the, we're, we're all meant to be fitted for our outfits. This is when it gets really ugly because now you're in a hotel conference room. There's one guy, you know, we'll call him, I don't know, Lars, and he <laughs> is um, like 22 years old, and he's the costume master, and he's got racks of things in this room, and then in this room, they also have two tiny little booths, like, just like curtain booths, you know, like they put it up temporarily, you've seen them, and yeah. so... The, we're all, all the men and all of the women at this meeting, Ooh. now trying on our costumes together. Oh, in a hotel. Liz, this is so humiliating. It's so I mean, and embarrassing, and so and it's like it crosses all kinds of like. 
personal professional boundary lines. Oh and, my ugh. God, Julie, I cannot tell you. So you're, <laughs> you're in these little curtain booths and like guys, you know, from the Argentina office are pulling the curtain open because they want to come in and try on their lateros and, and you're in there trying to stuff your boobs into these mini shirts. And okay. And then here's another key detail of this room. No mirrors. I knew you were going to say that. Anywhere in this room, Monica, no mirrors. So it's not even like once you come out of the booth, you can look at how heinous you look. (laughs) (laughs) There is no place for you to go. It's just a bunch of guys from work out there. (laughs) And of course, you're, it's all these women like spilling out of their dresses, which they think is fantastic. And so, okay, I so, think you can, I so, think you can file a suit against them for so something. The, the shared mean, really. tiny booths were a problem. The lack of mirrors was a real problem. And then the last thing I would say about the whole fitting situation is there were only, I've like 50 people in the meeting. There were only five women. So they figured they would bring 10 dresses to the fitting room. And if there were 10 dresses, the five of us would be able to figure it out between us who was what size and would wear what dress, which meant like if you arrived late and somebody else already got your size, you were just completely farfignugent. And no matter how bad the guys looked in the later hosen, it doesn't take away from the personal humiliation you yes, must have felt yes. being yeah. in the St. Pauli girls out. Yeah, yeah. But 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 once you throw yourself into it, I decided it's actually helpful that there are no mirrors because it doesn't matter what you look like. You just have to do it. You're yes, just, you had to wear it. You had to go out in public you in just that had outfit. To go out. As long, I was just happy I could get one to zip up on me. And once yeah. I once I got it to actually zip up, I'm like, it is what it is. I'm just you're just gonna have to go through this. So here was the, here was the up- Liz, I uh, I saw, I actually saw the picture, the headless picture of you in the outfit. Leon showed it to me, and I have to say it's a very flattering look on you. I mean, I think you should think about think about the, that whole uh, that style uh, more often because I thought you looked pretty darn good in it, Liz. Okay, can I just say that whole look is like one giant HR violation. Like you, I, re- I really, really felt bad for the guys that we work with because, you know, they're trying to be very respectful of us. We're their female colleagues. In general, everybody respects everyone else. But all of a sudden, you are at this work event with your, like, boobs on a platter. I don't even know how to else to describe it. You're, like, just on display for them. And I could see the struggle they were having trying to look us in the eyes when we're just like boobs a lot. And they're really trying hard not to look down because they know they shouldn't because we're their colleagues and they respect us, but they can't stop themselves. Come on. So um, here's the upside to the whole thing. Number one is aprons hide a lot of sins. So I would say that about the look. <laughs> that you you have this super tight around your uh, ribs, and then the, the thing kind of flares out a lot. 
because of all the fat coming out underneath the super tight part. But then you get to tie an apron around that. And it's actually quite slimming, the apron. So that's not something I ever thought So you're going to go out and buy a couple of aprons yeah, yeah, to wear to the office you know, now? I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's a thought. So that yeah. would be the number one upside for women is that aprons uh, hide a lot of sins. The number two upside for the women there is that when you're thinking about the overall sanitary situation of wearing rented clothes, I would much rather be wearing a rented cotton dress than rented leather shorts. <laughs> like, when you think about the men who have worn all of those shorts and then they go, I'm going to address the agenda in a second, but you go to these beer halls and they drink a lot of beer at these beer halls. And so I just can't imagine all of those leather shorts are as fresh at the end of the night as you might hope. <laughs> and I'm skeptical that the cleaning process is as complete as you would want it to be. So, uh, so I would say that. So those are the two upsides for women. And so here's one thing about the agenda. So we get, we have to go down to the costume area, like between 10 and noon or something. And then it says we're leaving for Oktoberfest at three o'clock. And we're coming home from Oktoberfest at 11 o'clock. Oh. And so, but they said it takes an hour to get there. So assume you're seated in a giant beer hall at four o'clock in the afternoon. So the woman who was in charge, who was super nice, uh, when we were on our way there, I was like, um, excuse me, uh, Marie Rose, um, tell me the, where we're going to be there from 4 p.m. until 11 p.m. in the beer hall and she said she said yes I'm sorry and I thought she was going to say I'm sorry I know you probably want to go home at like 8 p.m. <laughs> but she said I'm sorry they closed at 11 so we can't stay any later than that <laughs> and I'm like no I did you ask her where the cab stand was Liz <laughs> I was like no I really think I like seven hours of drinking beer will be enough. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> wearing a costume. Oh, wearing a costume. Okay. Now the best part. This I've saved the best for last because we haven't even gotten to it yet. Because okay. it is an it's an amazing cultural experience. Um, the only other time I was ever at Oktoberfest, I was in college. Julie, did you go in college? Yes, I went in college, yes. and so I don't. I, it was, you know, it was a lot of beer drinking. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what I remember. The big beer halls, and yeah. there was some dancing, but mainly drinking. Yes, and uh, that, that's still what they do there. It's still mainly about the drinking. It's giant beer halls, Monica, that each hold like ten thousand people, and there are like ten of them, and people just go and they stay all night and they drink beer and they sing. So let's discuss the singing. Because I happen to have the song sheet in front of me. Now, my recollection when I was there, when I was in college, is that it was largely German folk songs. So I couldn't really participate too much because I do not know any German folk songs. So I have the, the song sheet in front of me now. And yeah, you can see at the top of the, this is in alphabetical order, in the D, there's a song called Die Handa zum Himmel. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to join in on that one, and I assume it's not about Himmel, the guy. Then there's another one, Eine nur lieber, first Vienna neues Leben. Okay, 
That's in the E's. I'm not singing along to that one. But then you get down to H, and the first selection under H is Hang On Sloopy. <laughs> <laughs> and every single one of these 10,000 people knows the, so the words to Hang On Sloopy. They're all set. Okay, and then underneath Hang On Sloopy, of course, you would go directly to Hey Jude. Um, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then you get into the eyes where the first selection is I Will Survive and the Donna Ooh. Summer version. And again, all 10,000 people know the words to I Will Survive. So, Liz, Liz, I would have paid any amount of money to see you in in your St. Paul girls outfit <laughs> singing I Will Survive. That would have been a video. Oh, my God. Then they get to the S's. You're at Stern and Himmel again, whatever that is. Then T... This is what they were singing when we walked in. 10,000 people singing, Take Me Home, Country Roads. <laughs> and then, then there's this one at the very end. I don't know what this really is. It's just a song called Cowboy und Indianer. <laughs> so there's something called Cowboys and Indians that, um, written by a guy named Olaf Henning. All of the words are in German, so I could not participate in that one. Anyway, so my recollection is years and years ago, all the songs were German, and now it's really much the triumph of American cultural imperialism, as far as I can tell. And uh, I would say like two-thirds of the songs were in English, or like American pop songs, or rock songs, or American classics. So, so once you're like standing up on your table, like everyone else is, singing along, you no longer care what you're, what you look like, you know, anyway, so, so there you have it. So here's you, what I'm going you to survive, Liz. I but did you have to return the, um, this, um, costume or did you get to keep it? <laughs> no, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> and we just, just had to return them in the morning. Then to go right back in the plastic bag, back to the little rental room. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't think you'll be seeing me in that particular dirndl again, uh, unless, here's what I wanted to do. There was such an outcry to see me in this outfit, and I can understand, because if you think Fairy God Martha is bad, this is so much worse. Uh, so, he, so here's what I'm going to I do. I told you, Liz, I thought it was kind of a flattering look on you, so there, there you have it. So I have a picture of me that I took... I, I only took selfies, so I was in my room all alone once I was dressed. And the selfie that I sent you guys is where I cut my head off so it could never get on the Internet and people could never know it was me. So <laughs> that, that was my strategy there. So it's, along that same strategy, I did another selfie where I'm holding my camera in front of my face and taking the picture of me in the mirror. So you can see the outfit, but again you would not really be able to identify that it's me unless unless you knew the whole scenario. So I am, because all the Satellite Sisterhood has asked to see this photo, I am going to post this photo. This is how much you people mean to me. But here's what I'm going to do. When I'm finished editing and posting this show today, I'm going to post this photo of me in the Durndal at the Satellite Sisters Twitter account. So if you do not follow us on Twitter, you need to do that. 
And we are at Sat Sisters. And Twitter is super easy. If you've never tried it before, don't be intimidated. You just go there, you sign in, you give yourself a Twitter handle, and then you search on at Sat Sisters, and you'll be able to see everything that we tweet out. And we always tweet out when there's a new show or other stuff. It's a good, it's a good place to put pictures because people aren't actually looking at the pictures unless they click on it, which is why I kind of prefer that to putting it on Facebook. So I'm going to tweet it out. Um, as soon as you finish listening to the show, you should be able to go do that. And it will be exclusively on the Satellite Sisters uh, Twitter feed for at least 48 hours. And then maybe, based on the comments I get back, after Julian Lee and after you do your show on Tuesday, then maybe we'll post it on the blog or on the Facebook group after that. But exclusively on Twitter for the next 48 hours. There you Liz, go. this is a high-stakes celebrity way <laughs> to disclose a picture. I'm very impressed. Well, you know, I mean, it's what Tom and Siri do with, like, new baby pictures and, you know, Will and Kate, the updates on George or whatever the baby's name is. So, um, yeah. And I would appreciate it if people who look at the photo not tag it with my name. And you know, <laughs> you know who you are. Don't do that. <laughs> no tagging. No, no tagging. No tagging. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. You can that share. It. That's can very share. generous of you to do it because uh-huh. it is still the most outrageous, incredible business meeting I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Well, we did take one picture of all of the Frauleins together, all of the women who are at the meeting. Uh, we have one group photo. I can't share that with you because I swore to them that there would be no social networking that involved pictures of them. This was the, this was then when the women in the company really came together in a positive way. Yeah. So I think there really was a good team building experience that Liz, that uh, the, the goals of the meeting were accomplished. One woman actually said to me, if my husband ever saw me this way, dressed at a business meeting, he would kill me. <laughs> so, you know, we're just, we're, we've got each other's backs in the sisterhood, but I understand why you want to see this one, uh, this one photo of me. And I would say, I'll admit right now, it's very blurry. So <laughs> that's, so you're going to have to contend with that too. Sorry. That's just the way I preferred it. Don't, don't try to adjust your glasses <laughs> because that's the way the picture is. Yeah. You can, you can get out your binoculars, do the, do the best job you can with your binoculars. But, uh, Get your binoculars. <laughs> well, I, sisters, I think we got to go. This was a great yeah, show. Okay. Liz, I don't know if you're ever going to be able to make it back home, but good luck with that. But Thank if you. not, just uh, enjoy your time there in France. Okay. Just... Uh... Just get that get that place open again. Like America should be open, I'm thinking. USA, mm-hmm. open the doors. Then we'll come running back in. You know, you don't have to wear a French maid's outfit this week, do you, Liz? <laughs> no, no, I do not. Th- thank you for asking. That no, that would be. Um, I, I I think once every thirty years in your career, this kind of a get up is really enough. That's- so uh, have a good week, Monica. Julie, you're doing another show on Tuesday with Leanne? Yes, yes, I am. Monica, I hope you enjoy the movie. I'm sure you will, uh, and certainly post about it if you, if, with your comments. Okay. Okay.
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, hang in, everyone. Remember, we're at Satellite Sisters Facebook group. You can you can follow us on Twitter at Sat Sisters, and you can call your Satellite Sister. <laughs> <laughs>